What's going on? It's CJ Today Slayer from the Upgrade America podcast. This is a bonus episode exclusive behind the scenes with playwright Brian T. Wiggins of the Mannequin Diaries. Upgrade America is not only about geopolitics, upgrading yourself, science, tech, Bitcoin. We do a little bit of everything. This is what we do. Like, share, subscribe. Hope you guys enjoy it. Peace. like we are rolling peace war we're back for more pleased to be joined with playwright brian t wiggins he wrote mannequin diaries we're gonna go in we're gonna discuss about his project his play and talk a little bit about consciousness and see what else rolls up but um got cj the day slayer i'm cameron ra you already know this is oops a little break upgrade america uh, yo, uh, yo, Brian, thank you for, for coming on the show. Very, very grateful to have you on here. Yes, yes, yes. I appreciate it. And thank you for having me. That pleasure is mine. But uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself before uh, discussing the Mannequin Diaries? Well, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, I uh, I, kind of, I actually uh, have an architectural background in the architecture and interiors and and things of that nature. I've been uh, doing that now for some, uh, including if I if I look back even into my construction period when I was a, a, a teenager. Now we a little bit over thirty years. I guess right the great on, right shows. On. I guess the great shows all that. But uh, great, great, that's, that's, great. that's that's the color of wisdom, man. Okay, yeah. okay. Well, that that's that's just where we are. I accept it. You know, I accept it. And uh, and so uh, from that career, you know, I, I, I've uh, always within that career, I've always had my own uh, artistic, creative talent. That being obviously in in doing paintings, writings, um, you name it. Uh, I I just kind of just with my free time, uh, those things that I that I can't express when I'm doing my work. I, I kind of uh, create that 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 use that energy uh, for my own personal um, needs and and some stuff I recorded and some stuff you know it's just a thought in my head and I just let it dissolve you know if that if that be the word for it and uh, but then there are some times where I just really want to just kind of file it I want to put it down and 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 um and sort of like be able to come back to it. Um, and I gotta write. I gotta ask, like, because uh, I write as well. But what inspires you to say take a story that you just take in your thought? What inspires you to, to put it on paper, like really run with it? Life, life um, experiences. You know, there are times in life where you experience what we call like the typical patterns in life. And then there are moments where it just just like something happens and it just, you know, it grabs you and it holds you. And you just say to yourself, and this 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 has more value than I think. 
that value could be an answer to my past re references or it could be to my future but i do recognize that it, it is a it is a valuable moment and so that's what inspires me to take all that i already have the the, the energy the, the 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 creativity and i i have to literally you know i have to put it down i have to make it tangible you know make it real now because um you know I always said I've always said that nothing's over as long as you're breathing it's yes. not in, it doesn't it doesn't end. As, as long as you're breathing it's still happening it's you still know, a work in progress it's still a work in progress that's yeah. right that's right and for those who who tend to think that oh man it's over man it's done no, I'm I'm here to tell you, you know, it's not it's not done until to the man above says it's okay, you're good. And and so you gotta keep plugging at it, keep plugging at it, keep plugging at it, you know. And again, we're here on his purpose, not ours. Yes, so we don't have, we don't know when it's over. He knows when it's over. <laughs> and it's so, like you gotta particularly for a, a you know, whether you a work in progress or or, or anything you, you gotta keep reinventing yourself that's you know, right if one thing doesn't work you gotta keep doing it I, I use Colonel Sanders I'm not a fan of KFC but Colonel Sanders the, the guy behind it he didn't hit his fortune until he was late in the game but he had his hands in a, a bunch of different things and he failed before yes. he, he hit with it so yeah you gotta you gotta keep in the game and that's right. That's right. Uh, so Brian, uh, excuse me. So Brian, tell us about the play. What's the play about? Uh, how'd you come up with the story, and where can people see it? Okay. Okay. Well, the, the play Mannequin Diaries, which is is the title of it, Mannequin Diaries. Uh, actually, the idea of it, as again, is another one of my personal experiences that became significant in governing my future. Uh, uh, what happened is uh, I've had, um, you know, we all uh, try to uh, play the part, dress the part, act the part, whatever you want to call it. And all this stuff is sort of like, um, it, it's like amazing. Uh, uh, there, there are times when we've, we find ourselves doing things not by our own, our own free will. We're just doing it. We're just operating, you know. Subconsciously. Yeah, yeah. And and and, and, and sometimes you have a moment where you just say, "What am I doing?" You know. You just have that. You know. I just need to know what is what am I doing? What is this all about? What are we doing here? And so, um, in recognizing those moments. You know, I had, you know, this, this, you know, epiphany, you know, I was just like, you know, right now I'm operating like a mannequin. I am here, I am existing, but I don't think right now I'm doing anything that I really want to do for myself. Okay. And I think, and I, and I, and I get, got the feeling there was times where even down to my whole appearance, dress appearance, it was what somebody else wanted me or I felt like I needed to be this way for what 
is suitable for somebody else's vision of me. Someone <laughs> else's vision of me. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of just like, was like, this ain't right. This is some, there's something seriously in question with <laughs> what my well, state take, of being right now. Of, uh, take the notion of, of scraping your face every day the routine that uh cj and i regularly participated in the military is shaving shaving senselessly over and over the practicality in the military is you can get a better seal with a gas mask they're right. chemical war that's right but in everyday operations right. i see no i see no practicality to shave your face shave your face shave Prime example. I, I feel that these things were forced onto me, and I don't want to. I didn't want to play that game anymore. So. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so these are these are those things. So okay. and what happened is, as I got older, as I've gotten older, I started to realize that they were taking more control of my life mm. than I was taking control mm. of my own life. Yeah. And even no matter no matter how much education I obtained, it was still being controlled by something else other than me. Mm-hmm. And so that being the case, I said, okay, I gotta write about this. This is okay. one of those moments where I have to really write about this situation. And then um mannequin diaries, that's where mannequin diaries started. And the truth, the funny thing about Madigan Diaries is um, I have these characters. There are, right now, there's about 11 characters that are in the, in the production. Okay. And this is a funny thing that I'm gonna tell you. I, I, I wrote about these characters literally, um, not from reading about them, but from learning as I developed through history, um, uh, 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 science, all these kind of things that that we we learn as we go through edu- as we educate ourselves. And are then, they like archetypes? Say again. Are they like archetypes, so to speak? Like uh, each characteristic is like a type. Has each character is a types of personalities and they. What, what what no they're they're like what happened is they're they're time periods in our society where where they wanted to make a difference. Ooh, I like that. And that summed up into a character. Yes, and then that summed up into a character. Okay. Yes. So, now now here's the funny thing about this. When you think of the name Mannequin, okay, what is the first image that comes to mind when you think of the term, the name Mannequin? What is For the first? For the, the movie is, from what? the 80s. <laughs> Say again? For me, it was the movie, movie from the 80s. I grew up watching oh. the movie Mannequin. Okay. So when when Cam even told me you had Mannequin Diaries, the first thing my brain went to is like, oh, the movie. I remember seeing that in the 80s. So that's what my brain went. So All right. Th- th- and that's ahead. fine. But now, but when you actually think of what a mannequin is, yeah. I want you to tell me. What do you think it looks like, and what is the sex that you Im- immediately think of? A woman. A who? A woman. Yeah, it's usually exactly. a slender woman. And, and, yeah. Exactly, a woman. And what is she? 
What's her what's her, her ethnic? Oh, it's white. white. Yeah. Right. Uh, so she was my first creation of 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 the character. It was a white woman. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, this is what's so what's so interesting about this. I had when I first started writing this, and this was back, oh my gosh, back in early two thousands. Um, she, when I started writing about her. I had so much to say about her. It was a white mannequin, mm-hmm. female. And I had so much to, to write about her in terms of what was her dissatisfaction with the world that she comes out of. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe that I could literally write about her. I, you, know, you know, how could I write about a white woman? I'm a black man. Yeah. How would I be able to do this? And and the way I, I was able to do it is I took my information from history mm. and I took all the things that the white woman had experienced in her development from being recognized as a sex object to being recognized as a, 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 almost like a servant to a white man to mm-hmm. be recognized even as as someone who is being obedient at a time when you know they're being lied to knowing that there's a there's a better there's another truth there's a truth out there that is totally different than what it is that they they've been digesting for mm-hmm. all these years and we're talking about even you know, through slavery. I mean, when you think about it, you think about how does a white woman, you know, live her life knowing that her husband, who was a master of slaves, mm-hmm. had these these sexual experiences with these black women. Mm-hmm. How does she stay silent about all that? How does she pose in a picture with her family and him standing right there looking like this is the model family? Mm-hmm. How does that happen? How do you... So what I did was I took what what a mannequin is, which is, again, this is the image in which some a white man imagined of a white woman, which is the the casting and the craft of a white woman, what she looks like as a mannequin. And I gave her freedom and life. Mm. Interesting. And this is all yes, and through all my characters, I've done the same thing through all of them. Okay. Now, one of the most interesting things is that when I wrote the, the the first one, her name is Paula. I had so much to write about, I almost couldn't put my pen down with her. Interesting. She can get her own series. Yeah. And um, and so you how know, does that play it, out with the other characters? I'm kind of curious. So. Did you go through that with the other characters during development where some you could write more, some you just got it out and that was it? They were good? Like, how, how was that process? Well, the others, it was the same process. Once I got on them, once I, I attached myself to them, I had so much to, to, to say okay. that, you know, and, I, and bear in mind, you have to understand, there are some things that I literally just don't know because I'm not them. So I had to make sure that my information was relative and was true and accurate. 
And that's the, that's the interesting thing about Mannequin Diaries. You'll find that through this production, I, we don't we don't act out anything that is made up. It is all factual and true. Now and you emphasize offline that this was a each character would be a monologue. Okay, so yes. You, so it's like, hence the diary is from their perspective. So they're really not interacting with the other characters, right? That's they they're not, but they but they are aware of each each other. Okay. Yes. Okay. That's cool. It, they're monologues, but they are aware of each other's situations. And, and they so, reference each other. And they, say again. And they they reference, for instance, Paul that's right. They do. Yes. Yes. Character. Yes. There. I like how yes. that. How so. Cool. That's right. That's right. So um, I have, um, you know, uh, for instance, I give you another for instance situation without giving you showing this you know without sort of a, a, a kind of you know giving you some some uh, some of the juicy parts of this production um, there 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 is an interaction there are a few interactions with the mannequin mm -hmm. that is a little bit controversial and mm -hmm. that's in that and that and that controversy is real it is real in a sense that um, these inanimate objects mm. have been presented in in um, society mm -hmm. the way in which they demonstrate discontent with each other. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Society yeah. had structured them that way for them to be that way and they communicate on that 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 situation, those moments, and how that how that that what, is without spoiling it. Say oh, again. Like, can you give me an example of the discontent between the two characters without spoiling too much? Okay, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you one. All right. Um, there is the 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 uh, the issue the the situation of what does it mean to be a black woman developing into today's society in terms of good hair, bad hair. How do we present both as black women and define them as as being, you know, in harmony with each other, even mm. though society has created these differences? That divide, yes, I agree. That yeah. divides them, yes. I agree upon that. And now, I don't really can't recall the last time I've been I seen a, a woman mannequin shopping just shop everything online now. But like, is that being represented in our or is natural hair being represented in mannequins for people of color? Well, today what has happened? Let me just give you a little bit of history on 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 the development of a mannequin. That's that's where we need to start. Okay. Um. Mannequins have always been developed by social structure. In other words, uh, uh, that being uh, class of classifications, uh, caste levels, white woman, mm -hmm. elegant scenery, background, that sort of thing. You know, they make you know, the, the, when you see 
a white woman as a mannequin back in the early 20s or something. She was always with grace, elegance, dressed her up in the finest clothes, those type of things. Even the 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 the, the actual design of the mannequin was to make her look like she has a long neck. All these features were very real back then. As mannequins developed even to the point where they now started to bring in ethnicity, you have to understand the first black mannequin, and that's so funny when we say this, but the first black mannequin uh, was, uh, and all mannequins are actually resemble actual people, so that you know this. When they casted the mannequins, there was a certain person that they used as a model for them making the mannequin. Mm. So, so if it was a white woman, they 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 figured they they thought about what white woman looks like the best of what a white woman looked like. They took a picture of her, and then they designed the mannequins to look like her. And and so there was these series of mannequins that were made to look mm-hmm. like that particular person for whatever, 10 years. So you're looking at one person and there's mannequins throughout the globe that look like that one person. And that's, that's the subconscious, how do you say, symbol of beauty. Yes, and, and that becomes your symbol of beauty. So so mm-hmm. when, when they decided to create uh, ethnic mannequins, that even being Asians or whatever, the features changed, except that with the with the black mannequin, they gave them, and it's not just the features; it's also the poses, the way they pose them, the way all that became uh-huh. part of the selling pitch. But it wasn't just the point of selling clothes. See, people think that mannequins was made just for selling clothes. They were, but also they were made so that you can identify with the characterization of real life human beings in such a manner that may discredit them. For instance, the black woman mannequin, she was designed to look a little grotesque, different, you know, animalistic instincts, rugged, rough, that kind of thing. Yeah. This was, this was, this is real. So when I, when I create, and I know this history, the history of all this because I've done my research. So when I created the Mannequin Diaries, all that information is is on stage. Nice. That's brilliant. So where can you see this, Brian? Mannequin Diaries will be shown again in, um, we did our first shows in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Okay. But um, we did about nine shows, but this is during COVID. So we had, uh, you know, some restrictions with regards to that. And our next show will be sometime in in mid-September. It will be in New York City. Okay. We will also be going to LA, Chicago, all the big cities, and we'll be traveling. But we also nice. already we're also already booked to be overseas in London and nice. things like that. Yeah. So, so the the, the production is uh, really interesting. I, I am I am uh, I feel very good about it. I I, I feel like um, 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 and I have a a great supporting. Uh, uh, um, production team behind me, my director, Trezana, Miss Trezana Beverly, she's a Tony Award winner. Matter of fact, she is the first black woman Tony Award winner. She is actually um, one of the the premier former uh, actors from the the original cast of The Colored Girls back in the 70s. Wow. 
Oh, wow. Okay. That is my director. Damn. All right, Brian. I see you. Yes, yes, yes. So... Will, um, will this be streamed anywhere or somewhere where people can purchase it at some point or that's going to be further down the line? That will be further down the line, but we, we will be obviously looking into those things. As a matter of fact, okay. there's been a, a number of buzz about what, what, what the industry would like to do with this production. Um, obviously, as you see, as the information that I've given to you, you can imagine, <laughs> you know, so much, you know, oh, yeah. there's so much to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we now, have. Um, is is it available to be read? Like, uh, not, I not. I have not released it for publication for for the public yet. Okay. Um, but but it, it 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 will be at some point. And I just want to share with you some other information about Mannequin Diaries. Okay. Um, we have been uh, 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 in communication with uh, some historical moments in fashion and design where uh, these there's some uh, productions from, from the past that have reached out to us and want, wanted and desired to showcase this production in some of their upcoming affairs. So it is, it, 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 yeah, we have, without the public know, having knowledge of this, we are getting a lot of uh, 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 calls and things like that with regards that's to the best way man just word of mouth basically it sounds yeah like. yes yeah it's really cool um what did it take to get for i guess aspiring screenwriters or playwrights what did it take to get it like green lit like assemble your team like how did all that process come about like how does that work well it's so funny that you say that because one of the most interesting things um, uh, when we did the uh, uh, auditions, um, we uh, we did this at towards the end of COVID. This okay. is when they had opened up and allowed us to do auditions, and we did our auditions in New York City. Okay. So, a lot of the actors, being that they were on hold for so long, were like excited about coming in because we had to do, um, you had to book, you, we had to reserve your audition. You know, we couldn't just let everybody come in at the same time. Mm -hmm. And, and um, so one of the interesting things is that every, most of the, the actors that came in to audition, oh my gosh, they were just so excited about having the opportunity to, you know, to act again. Mm -hmm. And then when they, when they got the script, you know, because we, we, we give them the sides, with, with, which is what we call it. It's like they get a, a portion of the script that they have to, you know, act out for audition. Okay. And, um, and it, it was incredible, some of the different personalities, how they approached those characters. It, it, was, it, was, it was amazing. And I'll give you, there's this one that I'll, I'll tell you about. As a matter of fact, she's a well-known actress, uh, and uh, she's actually uh, also a model. Okay. And she she came in, and uh, you know I was delighted to see her. And when she came in for her audition, there's a character. This is and this is a black woman. Mm -hmm. And. Um, she came in because this character, one of the models, is kind of spunky. She's a fair-skinned black black model uh, mannequin, mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And her character requires her to have a little fire around her. Mm-hmm. And um, she came in and she did this Sharon Stone uh, <laughs> rendition. Okay. You 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 remember you remember Sharon Stone and um, what was it? Um, was it Basic Instinct? Was it yes. That? Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And when she did this in her audition, she just locked me in. I okay. mean, I tell you, I tell you when she, I, I, and I did not expect her to do this. I had okay. no idea that she was going to do a Sharon Stone rendition. I mean, and the character requ- required her to be that kind of a, you know, um, sophisticated, bitch-like type of woman, you know? And she was just kind of like, you know, getting herself all ready, you know, kind of getting her breathing right and everything. And then, I mean, she gave me no hint that she was about to go in the character. And so she has this long hair. And so she went down with her head between her legs. And when she came up, she immediately went to character and just wow. blew me away. Wow, nice. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm telling you, she did it so well, I would have paid her for it. Yeah. Now, you record these? No, we wouldn't. No, we did not record them. Oh, I wish we had. We couldn't. Actually, actually, we couldn't record it because at that time, uh, we could have limited people in the, in the audition room. So I would have had to have a cameraman for that. Okay. And they didn't want any any extras in there because of because of COVID. Yeah, then, yeah. But oh my gosh, when she did it, oh my goodness, I was just blown. I was just blown away. But they all did these these um these characterizations were just incredible. But this particular mannequin required those type of moments. And and, and there were there were there were three other uh, people that came in. Formed for that for that particular spot. Okay. They had their own unique ways of doing it, but oh my goodness, man, it was just it was it was fabulous. So again, this is why I tell you. Um, and uh, as we said, Cameron, and these are monologues. So yeah. she's like, you know, like a spotlight on her, and can you see her sitting there and doing that monologue all by herself? It, it, you're 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 just fixed on her, you know. That's Mr. Monologue himself up there. All right. <laughs> yeah, I do, I do a monologue time to time. Yeah. Just being, he's just being nice because I ran. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I did want to discuss briefly uh, your the, the concept of, of the mannequins. You, you broke it down a little bit before, but while we were talking offline on the phone, we kind of had the... Uh, we, we had a lot of great topics. You mentioned uh, yes. the movie, The Birth of the Nation. Yes, yes. There is a, there, there, yes, there are moments in Mannequin Diaries where I address some of these historical um, um, moments in, in our lives in America that, have, that are not kind to people of color. And in Mannequin Diaries, because the man, because again, mannequins were created for the purpose of creating stereotypes and differences towards towards people, as well as 
you know, creating, you know, appearances and dress and all that sort of stuff. So there is a, a, a moment in this play where I uh, uh, bring forth a, a moment of truth, reality that happened um, um, during the time period in which, you know, that moment happened, which is Birth of a Nation. Birth of a Nation was was uh, written to during a time after Reconstruction, when um, you know uh, white people were were a little bit fearful of the fact that because we freed this you know slaves that they may take over and become the government of the United States. Mm-hmm. Black people will. Black people will. And 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 so they exaggerated the situation in such a way and aggravated the country in such a way that, you know, black people were lynched because of this film. Again, when did this, this come out? A, huh? When did the film come out? Because when you search for it now, something from 2017, it seems to be flooded. Yes, that, there, was, there was an updated version, but yeah. that was not about that. That was not and about that. And that's why I figured, when did the yeah. initial... The initial uh, 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 birth of a nation, I believe, was uh, in the 30s. 30s. It was silent film. I think in the 30s. It might have been sooner. No, I think it might have been sooner. Yeah. And and, um, it it depicted um, basically how they believe that. Now I don't know. It's so. It's so. It's so amazing how. You can create that, but since we have the uh, this time right now where uh, uh, we have what they call fake news and things like that, it's all possible. And I and I and I'll just give you a number of other things, uh, just like uh, uh, Water Worlds, people coming from Mars, they're gonna you know gonna take out our Earth, and some people were literally you know killing themselves because they believe some Martians were here, uh, and they were uh, you Water- know. Yeah, H.D. Wells. H.D. Wells, right, right. Uh, radio, radio. Well, Birth of a yeah. Nation was on that same type of uh, uh, concept where we can create this this vision and almost make it seem real. And I think so, didn't, they, didn't they show it in the White House? And I think it was under Harry S. Truman. They filmed, One of the presidents filmed, uh, screened it in the White House. I can't remember which yes, one. Yes, they did that. scream it. That was, that was, no, that was Wilson. Wilson, there it is. Wilson Woodrow Wilson, yeah. yeah. Woodrow Wilson, yes. Okay. And, and what happened is that what they showed, what they presented was that former slaves would be controlling the government of the United States. And um, and that you know they would basically you know be acting you know you know unprofessional, rambunctious you know basically you know raping white women, mm-hmm. um, things like that. And so some people got really offended by it, and they took it took out their own um, you know took it out on on black people. And we had nothing to do with the making of the movie or anything, and and so it, it was. We we were just stigmatized with it. Black Wall Street was what, nineteen twenty? Yes. I'm just curious if there's any correlation between the film and the events of Black Wall Street. So you mentioned the film. No, no, this was this was all this was all related to 
the time period when black people were 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 um, becoming congressmen and things of that nature in the South, and yeah. and 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 you know, and they they literally were prospering. And what also happened was that there was more uh, during that period of time. There was race interrelationships. Inter, inter you know, white women were marrying black men, and all this stuff was happening. And so, you know, again, these are fear tactics. So, you know, all, all it takes, and it's amazing how our society is to some degree. All it takes is a few couples, interracial couples, to get together. Next thing you know, the world is about to become interracial. You know, I mean, you know, I, I don't know how they draw that up, but that's what they would do to create this situation. Just as like today, we we have 19 kids who are deceased without and their families have lost their kids. And today we still have some people saying we still need to have guns to protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. Protect ourselves from who? Because the people that's killing and those mass numbers and for those particular crazy reasons are are, are 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 not necessarily I mean yes we need to protect ourselves from them but at the same token I don't think that it's smart that we everywhere you go somebody needs to have a gun. You uh, know I will push back because I'm a very big gun advocate but I will agree with you on this before we d- we have more guns and stuff we have to have a great reckoning in our community first. Because yeah, my thing is well, my thing about the whole gun situation is that is that you can't you can't drive a car unless you learn how to drive. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. can't you can't be shooting no gun you can't be shooting a gun unless you learn what a gun is for and when to shoot it. Mm-hmm. Well, it the thing is if you want to inject new policy now, that's cool for new purchases. However. There's still more guns than people that were already on circulation. So a bad person who wants to do something bad with a gun, they're like, oh, I can't get it through this means. They'll find other channels. And there's uh, ab- absolutely, absolutely. I am not. I'm not, and I'm not contesting the politics. The po- politics of that. What mm-hmm. I am only addressing is is the fear factor. Mm-hmm. That is all I'm addressing is that the fact that that. Uh, you you bought a gun is to protect yourself. I understand that, but at the same token, if you buy a gun, you have to understand that weapon is in your entire is in your house. And if your kids get a handle on it while you're at work and they shoot some, one of your one of their brothers or sisters, mm-hmm. you, what I'm saying is, at the end of the day, we have to be responsible. Absolutely, all technology and machinery. We just mm-hmm. cannot let it just run wild out here where people who don't have the intelligence or the knowledge to possess one, possess one and do the type of things that have happened. That's all I'm saying. And, and I agree. Accountability is is very important and as a, as a gun owner, I preach this. Like, you cannot be a sloppy in gun ownership when you have kids or when you have people who with mental conditions around it. It must be secure. Yeah. I had a I had a, 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 a an uncle I had an uncle just to touch on that base basis on that I had an uncle and this is a true story mm-hmm. I had an uncle he came out of the military he owned a, a a gambit of drums of guns just a, a, a unlimited amount so much that he had them all hanging on his wall around his fireplace 
And he had these guns hanging on his wall. He passed away, and when he died, he that wasn't the only place he had the guns. He had the guns all throughout the house. So when he passed away, they demolished the house, and after they demolished the house, they literally had to uh, a rope off the vicinity because when they demolished the house, they don't know they didn't know if there were guns still left on the property in the demolition mm-hmm. that someone could get their hands on. Mm-hmm. This is real. This really happened. Mm-hmm. So they literally had to come out and inspect the land that that the house was demolished on because they needed to find out if there were any guns in the in the the, the buildings in the debris. And that's responsible. And that's re- and that's all that I'm saying, Karen. Cameron, that people have to, they have to be responsible for these things. I, I agree. And responsibility, we must like harp on that. At the same time, you know, um, sensibility, we got to preach that as, as well. A gun does not make you shoot a man because uh, one person has a gun. Well, everyone else has as well. But the, what, why I'm a big advocate, we, CJ and I are also former law enforcement. And we yeah. did things in the military too, but that's what we'll declassify. But yeah. like, we learn about response times, meaning like a, a officer or a security person, they have a response time where they have to be a certain place in a certain amount of time. Realistically, right. like right now in, in the world we live in, the police cannot be everywhere at once. That is, times, absolutely, uh, that is absolutely correct. We yeah. have limitations in the response time. And my biggest thing is just that, like, yo, every person should should have that because in the event that the world's a crazy place. That's one thing I learned yeah. in the military. And it seems like yeah. that craziness that, that we've seen over overseas is more of it is, is happening in America. But yeah. uh, again, I'm uh, just saying, I'm just saying, lock it away. That's really what I'm saying. I, I really don't. You know, I don't, I don't necessarily have, a, I don't have a problem with the actual gun. I'm just saying you have to be responsible. Security and responsible. Firearms. Yeah. I, and I, I was where, just the monologue. <laughs> <laughs> no, where, where can we follow you, Brian? Like on social media, like stuff. I would love to follow is, and see how this plays out. Yeah, there is a, um, on, um, actually, matter of fact, we have a, a, a dot com, mannequindiaries.com. Okay. Uh, it's actually called dot pro. You can go online and you you, you could you could join actually the uh, the mannequin diaries, which is through uh, it, it's on Wix. Uh, that was our okay. uh, that too handles our um, the website uh, our account and and through our website. Yeah. And uh, you join that, and that'll tell you all any upcoming events that's coming on okay. with the production. Um, I will tell you also, um, um, this is just one of a series of, of plays that I have that relates to some of um, the things that you will see in this production. And there are, there are others, and, and, all, all, and, and the others are quite as interesting as what you will experience with Mannequin Diaries. I'm definitely um, looking forward to it. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 I, I want to tell you, you know, in, in covering, it's so funny. 
in one of my shows, the gentleman loved the show so well, so much. It was Italian gentleman, Italian, and uh, and he he came to me, and and you know, I tell you, you never know what's gonna happen, and he literally said to me. You know, and obviously I have a a a a, a, a white uh, mannequin, male mannequin in this production. Mm-hmm. You know, but he came to me and he said, "How come he's not Italian?" <laughs> <laughs> I said to him, "I said to him, well, he's white, right?" He said, "But that don't cover my people." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like particularly in Sicily, there's a lot of brown. Uh, there's brown skin Italians like in southern Italy as well. Like you, you know the Moors and, and yes, the, yes, yes. Uh, how they they were in, in Europe, like northern Italy. I didn't yeah. know until I went to Italy that Italians had blonde hair and blue eyes as well. I was right. that. I thought it was like they all Italians had dark hair and stuff. But when you go to northern Italy, it's the culture is very diverse. Yeah, yeah. But what was what was interesting about him asking me that was that, you know, it was like, oh wow. So there is more discussions that are out there mm-hmm. in this Caucasian world where people have something to say other than just quote unquote, I'm just white. So will there be more? Will there be a sequel? Yes, there will be a sequel. And, 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 and the interesting thing, and I, I will give you uh, um, uh, 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 one of the characters, the main one, of, I, I, all of them are main characters, but I will give you. In this production, there is a, um, a character who actually has created these mannequins. And he's called the creator. And this, mm, oh my God, okay. the guy who 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 acts this character out, he's phenomenal. Um, his name is Gary Gary Vincent. If you look him up, you may find him online. But he, this guy is is phenomenal. And um, and and um, Gary, uh, as this character. We did a, uh, a a workshop on this, and there's a there's a uh, there's a song that he sings in this show, and Gary got so worked up um, because he felt that that character is actually him. Mm. Okay. And he could not believe that I had wrote this part that reflects his personal development in life to be that character. And he sang this song in tears. Tears, tears, man. Mm -hmm. And had everybody at the workshop literally crying as well. So I can tell you this, 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 this Mannequin Diaries is very deep. When you really, when you when you watch it, and you and you're gonna you're gonna walk out of the theater, and you're gonna have flashbacks, and you're gonna see something else that you saw it 
but it didn't just dawn on you to you until like you got outside the theater and you're like, oh, oh wow. That's wow, the process. Okay. Yes. Has to you have to process these things. Yeah. And so Gary Gary is 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 an incredible character as this this role called the creator. He um he is a mastermind of all these 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 characters. Now I must tell you, my original uh, uh, um, the original person for this this role, um, because you know when you create these characters, you have a person in mind, mm-hmm. ethnicity, and all that sort of stuff. And my original uh, character, he was a white man who created these 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 mannequins because you have to understand my time period is from the 1930s up to modern day today okay that these that these mannequins come out of so i go through the 30s the 40s the 50s 60s 70s 80s and 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 you know in like 10 20 year increments whatever and so i have diversity the cast is diverse I have Asian, I have Hispanic, I have black, you know, I have white, I have, you know, this is this is what you'll you'll see on stage. Okay. And um and 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 um Gary has a um a passion for his creation at such a level that we all can understand his passion with what we do for ourselves and what we do in life. So my passion for creating Mannequin Diaries, that's the passion, you know, that the creator has for creating these mannequins. It's it's that deep in a sense. And um, but he is disturbed by the way they have been used. They did they were not used in the way in which he created them. So there's there's that 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 what's going on as well. So I, for a moment I thought you were saying the creator was like he was like the godhead, like he had that vision of why he created them. And, oh yeah. And oh, oh, well, well, he, he particularly for the, the the reasons you mentioned before, but to cause stereotypes. Yes, he didn't happen. create, but he didn't create them for stereotypes. Okay. He created them for fashion. Okay. They were used in for stereotypes. I see, I see. Got it. You see? And 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 um and so you will see, as I told you about the development of the mannequins, I was informing you about that information for the purpose of understanding how what why mannequins were used in more than just fashionable statements. But he created his for fashion. And they were misused. I mean, the, the story sounds very compelling. Um, if yeah. you could send us the, you know, how you say the dates and how um, the locations and stuff like that, we can post that in the descriptions and help spread the word about that. I would probably like to see the New York City one. Yeah. We'll see where else you're touring across the nation. Yeah, I'll probably check out anything that's Southern because I'm in Florida, so. Okay. And there's music tied to this too. So okay. you know, the music is tied to the to the to the moments as well. So 
you know, it's, it's quite compelling. I got to tell you, you know, you guys will be, and, and we will be in Florida, by the way. Uh, may, uh, my, our first step might be stop, maybe. Where are you? Uh, I'm in the Orlando area. Okay, so we, I think our first stop may be in the Jacksonville area first. Okay, that'll work. We'll, and then we'll, we'll, we'll get down to your, your area in Atlanta, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, but it's a, uh, yeah, there is there are sequels coming. Um, and and uh, and uh, I, I will I will uh, for you gentlemen I will send you out a little little press kit on some of the information. And if you go on mannequindiaries.com, you'll even see um, uh, you'll see the actors. The, the actors okay. actually on the on the, um, the web. Okay. You scroll. We'll drop, we'll drop the blankets in the description as well. But we're uh, we are running short on on time on our side. Is there anyone you want to shout out? Any, any, yeah. Any messages you want to leave the the crowd with before we before we start? Well, I wanna I wanna thank Sister Angela for bringing us together. That's for okay. sure. God yes, that's that, that's 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 on this platform. That's my number one. Thank thank you that I would like to Angela to you, you know, and I also would like to shout out to my production team it, it's a number of folks they all come from the, the theater and movie background okay I, I just say all of you out there uh, because if I start running off names we'll, we'll be out of time <laughs> <laughs> and also my people abroad um, uh, uh, we have also made contacts with uh, uh, people in Israel as well as in in Africa and even India. So okay. I want to say, you know, thank you to all those people who are looking uh, at Mannequin Diaries and Review. And also my my Canadians. Yes, there are people in Canada as okay. well that are, are, are checking out Mannequin Diaries. We were amazed to see uh, how far we have reached uh, just on the beginning of the development and the launch of mannequins, but we have literally uh, uh, reached all the way out to, I think Japan, and uh, uh, yeah, uh, all the way out to Japan, and uh, I think maybe China too. China, yes, China too, as well. So Hawaii, my people in Hawaii want to say hello to you. But uh, hopefully, uh, those of you who uh, get a chance to see this, you will. Um, able to join us and and stay in touch with our, our website and uh and things of that nature we will be uh doing more soon obviously we're coming out of COVID, so we had limited uh movement during those times but as we come out of this COVID uh pandemic we will definitely be uh, launching more more things to uh, keep everybody abreast and con connected to mannequin diets perfect yeah before we drop uh, i got a little announcement my end. So I'm working with a lot of black authors and what we're doing is we are publishing and pushing hard copy, I'm sorry, soft copy books into the prisons and jails across America. So if you have any <clears throat> anything that's written, you want to publish, we're going to use Amazon. We're using Amazon Publishing. I have a couple books written and, you know, I'm working with uh, another author that's in, uh, how do you say, he's in Qatar right now. Shout out to Lamp. And I'm working with another author. And, you know, we're, we're going to put this together and we're going to start putting our stuff. Most black, 
prisons have the, the, the high concentration of black people in there, but I don't think that our, our books are being represented there and brothers read in jail. So if you know anyone, and this goes for you, for you, Brian, CJ, any of our listeners that yeah. would like to participate in this project, our, our, our target is uh, December 15th because we would like to out by into the to the prisons and jails by Christmas. Got sure, it. sure, absolutely, absolutely. Yes, uh, this is what pleasure, Brian. Man, hey, likewise. Hey, listen, I appreciate you guys, man. Yes, to you guys as well. And and um, we, you know, like to do this again with you guys if you guys uh, will have me. And um, and when the the, uh, the next show come up, I I will tell you that um, you will be extremely surprised. Um, by some of the uh, upcoming events that's coming on with that's a, that we are associated with with Mannequin Diaries. Okay. Yes. Offline, we had a great conversation, and I think we just scratched the surface of what we can begin to talk with. So you're definitely welcome back on. Okay, we did. All right, brother. And Cameron, uh, uh, if you guys please, uh, you get a chance, uh, 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 please call and get back in touch with me as soon as we. Uh, uh, get offline. I like to uh, uh, just show you, just give you, give you some information, uh, further information, so you guys can kind of take a look at it. Um, because, uh, because uh, um, I think this will be important for you guys, and if you can, in the next minute, just get back. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks again, and to our listeners, God bless. Have a wonderful day. The world is yours. Yes, Please sir. America.